Uh, welcome again to the Stand Up Australia podcast. We're doing our first straight interview today, which will be available on our usual channels, as well as being available as an audio-only podcast on our usual, usual podcast channel. So today's guest is Sky. Sky is a former registered nurse of 14 years who resides in Western Australia. She currently teaches homeschooled kids about the human body and also runs a program for adults educating people to gain skills so they can become more confident and self-sustainable in their medical and healthcare. Welcome, Sky. How are you? Hi, Mitch. I'm good. How are you? Very well. Very well, thanks. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you left nursing. Uh, yeah, to run your own okay. business. Yeah, so, um, so I went into nursing as soon as I left school, actually. I, I was only 16 and I was living in England and it was like a nursing apprenticeship. They were doing this new thing um, where you do two years of that and then you go to uni for two years instead of three. So... Um, I sort of didn't know if I wanted to do nursing, but I thought that's a good way to get into it. And um, and I just loved it from the start. I've always sort of been a caring person. I've always wanted to look after people and help relieve people's suffering. And I get a lot from that. So that's how I got into it. Um, and I really loved my career as a nurse. Um, I started off when I qualified in England, I started working in intensive care, um, cardio intensive care, did a year of that. And then after that, I decided to come out to Australia um, and I've worked all over. I started off in Sydney, different intensive care units in Sydney. And then I decided after a few months in Sydney, I didn't know any Australians. It was all English and Irish. And I thought, oh, this is not why I've come out here. So <laughs> I went out to little rural and remote um, country towns and did sort of ED and ward work, which I really enjoyed. It was really different. So I did, um, I worked out in Burke, which is in a tiny town in New South Wales. And um, and then I, you know, did a bit in Queensland. And then I, in 2009, I came over to Western Australia worked up in the Kimberleys um, in Port Hedland and I've done so many different types of nursing um, and I really thoroughly enjoyed my career um, but I'd say it was probably in 2009 I was working as a practice nurse um, that was in Burke in New South Wales and um, that's when I first that's when it sort of changed for me a bit so when I was in that role, I was actually working with patients that had chronic diseases. And part of my job was to develop care plans for these patients. So I would speak to them about whatever their chronic disease was, like it might be diabetes or high blood pressure. And I would help them to set some goals to improve their that condition that they had, you know, to try and get the blood pressure lower yep. or the blood sugar through lifestyle or whatever. Um, so what I found was every three months I would have a um, meeting with the, the manager um, of the practice and the first meeting she was like looking at the numbers and she was like oh wow you know you've you've made all this money for the practice and I was like what <laughs> because every patient I saw um, the doctor and the practice would make get money from Medicare for what I was doing and all the care plans I was doing yep. and I just was so shocked because I thought well hang on a minute isn't it about the patient's well-being and if they're improving their health like why are we looking at money I mean yes it's a business we have to make money but the focus for me was on the patient's well-being you know so that sort of um woke me up a bit to you know what's really going on here and I sort of felt quite I started to feel a bit depressed in that job you know after that and I sort of thought what's the what is the focus here are we really here for to improve people's health or we're we here to make money from people's illnesses or what's going on so um after a while I sort of I left that job and I started that's when I came to WA and did sort of ED and ward work which I found much more rewarding um but yeah that was sort of that was the first part of me was sort of waking up to what's really going on um and so after a while I think it was probably in 2012 that was the first time I, I got pregnant that's when I started to look into a lot of stuff about health and different stuff you know and I, like because I wanted to look after myself really well with pregnancy and all of this um so I started to get sort of more into alternative ways of of health and healing and that kind of stuff um and I couldn't help but remember about that experience I had as a practice nurse and about you know the, the how the health system does make 
a lot of money off and pharmaceuticals make a lot of money off people being unwell <laughs> and I just sort of felt like I wasn't doing my best for patients you know I was it's very I, I feel like it what I was doing was very much a band-aid effect and that I wasn't always looking helping patients to get to the root cause of what was going on with them um, or giving them other options for healing and healthcare and stuff yeah. so I gradually drifted away from nursing and um, start I did actually a, a little course in life coaching this was maybe five years ago um, and around that time I discovered the Wim Hof method which is to do with breath work and cold water therapy and um, ice baths and such and I really looked into that a lot and at the time I was going through quite a stressful time in my life and I was using that method and I just found so many benefits from it like mentally and physically um, so I just started to look more into that and decided to teach other people how to do that method um, through being a life coach. I, I'm not trained as a Wim Hof instructor, but I was just sharing with other people what I'd learned from it and what my experience was. Yep. Um, so I found by doing that, I just felt like I was helping people more and um, getting away from, I guess, the corruption of the you know, the health service. And, and I mean, I do, you know, I think we're lucky to have the health service. It's great when you've got emergencies and that kind of stuff. I don't want to completely bag it out, but um, I think when it comes to chronic diseases, it's not, it's, it could be way better than what it is. Yeah. So yeah. would you say it sort of left the, the sickness uh, industry and went into the health industry, you know, it's one treats sort of emergencies and um, does the bare minimum to keep people as, as customers for life. And you've gone into something that actually helps people and makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I just think there's so much that um, is being forgotten about or covered up um, of ways that people can actually cure themselves and prevent things um, that isn't looked at in, you know, Western medicine and stuff. So that's it. For me, I just wasn't feeling authentic. It wasn't authentic for me. I wasn't feeling good about it. Um, so I just, it, it got to a point where I just had to leave. I felt like it's not what I want to be doing anymore. It doesn't feel good anymore, you know? Yeah. So once the seed was planted, that was the end of it for you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, my last position, I was working in aged care and it's really just, um, giving out pills all day, to be honest. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, uh, um, it just wasn't it wasn't really feeling good and I thought we could do a lot more for these people and um and, but I can't because my hands are tied so I just need to step away and do something new <laughs> you know yeah yep, definitely so so tell us about um the new path you've gone down now I understand yeah. that in the introduction teaching yeah so yeah the homeschool stuff so um so I spent a bit of time this year homeschooling my two kids um, who are primary school aged and I spent a few months doing that and um, so what I found when I was homeschooling them um, because I am passionate about the human body and about how it works I think it's fascinating so I started to teach them a bit about the human body and about the different systems of the body and I thought oh I need to make it interesting otherwise they're not going to listen so I started to like do little find out on look on the internet different things you could do where you could make um like a system of the body like little models of the body and explain how the body works and I really enjoyed doing it and I thought oh I should open this up to more homeschooling kids because there was quite at the time there was quite a lot of kids being homeschooled in the area where I am um, so I think it was last term I started to offer it to um all the homeschool kids in the area and so every week I would look at a different system of the body and um you know, just make it fun and hands-on where they'd make something like a little model of that part of the body and they'll explain stuff and show short videos and stuff like that. And um, I really enjoyed doing it and I found the kids really enjoyed it and they learned a lot from it that way and remembered stuff because it's very hands-on and fun. So um, this term I'm doing it again and it's slowly growing. Um, now I've got like primary school kid group and a teenager group. Um, and I seem to be getting really good feedback, which is great. So I'm thinking of new ideas and new classes to do next year. 
Um, and I'm just going to slowly grow that really. And it's, um, I didn't expect it to sort of um, grow as quick as what it is, and, but it's great. So I just feel that, because um, I think that was one thing that was missing with the homeschool community. Like we're great, it's great where we are because there's a lot of people out there offering different classes on different things, but it seemed to be mainly sort of sport and art and those kind of things. And no one was really doing like a science class. Yeah. And I know a few parents that wanted that. And um, so it fills that gap, you know, and it ticks that box that they need for the moderator and um, and the kids are enjoying it. And I think it's really important for kids or for even adults, actually, to learn about the human body and about how it works. And, you know, and it could lead on to so many things, like if you get some sort of illness or sickness, what do you do or how do you prevent that through diet or whatever, you know, I mean, the it's the sky's the limit with it, really. Um, and it's funny because what I found is a few parents come along to the classes and they really enjoy it and they learn stuff from it and that. So, so yeah, it's, um, I feel like it's my new passion, really, and I'm really enjoying doing it. Yeah, I guess um, growing up, you don't, didn't, I oh, know I didn't anyway, and I probably a lot of people considering the, the, the health crisis we have in our society didn't really learn anything about that is that when they were kids or they just learned the mainstream sort of views of things which haven't which haven't done them any good yeah I mean um I can't remember learning a lot about the body when I was at school and um, definitely not in primary school anyway and in high school just a little bits and pieces but nothing that really sticks in in my head and the feedback I've got from the teenagers I've been teaching is that like when they did go to high school they said oh we did health but it wasn't really that good and you know so um, I do feel like it's it's missing from the school for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's um, paramount that people learn about their own bodies and how to look after themselves well. And I mean, because if you haven't got that basic thing, then nothing else is really going to work for you. You haven't got your health, you know. So, so it's, um, yeah, it's interesting that um, it doesn't seem to be big in the schools for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I know my, one of my kids came home a couple of years ago and said they were learning about healthy foods and the star system, which, you know, the one you find on packaged foods at the supermarket. Oh, yes. And how this is healthy because it's got four stars and this one's got one and a half stars, so it's not healthy. So there was a bit of deprogramming there I had to do with my children because obviously that that's a, um, I mean, some of the things might, you know, like, like a broken clock is, twi- is right twice a day as that star system probably is as well. But that's about the extent that they get into health at school now. Is yeah. that is that sort of a similar thing that happens in the healthcare system too? I've, I've heard that doctors and nurses only really learn a tiny bit about nutrition. And- yes, well, um, I can tell you in my nurse training, we didn't do anything at all on nutrition. And I do know some doctors that I've asked about their training, and they said they haven't learned anything, they don't get any anything at all on nutrition at all either. Um, and it's so outdated, like, with the, well, the last time I worked in hospitals, you know, you've got your um, dietitians, but the last time... Uh, saw them or heard what they were talking about they were still using that pyramid you know the food pyramid and you've got the <laughs> this and that and you know so many carbs so, you know and it's just um oh it's, it just needs to change really you know like the, it's just so outdated no one's really looking at it and thinking oh do we need no one's reviewing it as far as I know you know and then the, the hospital food is another thing like that is really poor um and I mean when I was and I found it difficult when I was in aged care you know looking after the elderly like a lot of them were given like bright green cordial and I'm thinking really <laughs> like you know it's just no one seems to want to encourage that a, a lifestyle change or to add healthier stuff in on a basic level it's just like no stay keep how you're going and we'll just give you tablets <laughs> you know what I mean it's there's no yeah um yeah I mean prevention is such a huge thing and and you know like that I think what you're saying about the star system that the kids were learning that well why not just why can't the schools just teach the kids how to read what the nutrition is and how you know the amount of sugar I mean I've taught my kids that like they not know now when they pick up something in the shop they know where it is sugar they know how many grams they know about four grams is about around about a teaspoon so you know like they've got that in their head so like that's really what 
kids should be learning first and then and then you know then you've got all your numbers and chemicals and stuff like that so I teach my kids to look for those two things when they're looking to buy something sweet you know um and that's a good start you know but um yeah it's it's just making it simpler I mean they make it complicated on on purpose but we can easily break it down and make it easy for kids to just pick something up and look for you know the main things that you need to avoid you know Yes, definitely, definitely. So you would have you would have had to learn all this stuff ex- extracurricularly, then, would you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, it's yeah, it's definitely not what I was educated on through school or, or uni or anything like that. It was more like I say, my journey kind of started when I got pregnant in 2012. Um, that's when I thought, right, I want to look, I want to know exactly what I'm putting in my body. I want to know exactly what food I'm eating and what's in it. And, you know, I want to know exactly what's in any beauty products I use and stuff, because I want this child to have the healthiest life. It's going to have, you know, the best chance of um, survival and, and a healthy life. So that's really what changed for me and made me interested in, um all of this kind of stuff i guess you know yeah yeah and do you see a difference in the health of homeschool communities um compared to sort of more mainstream communities um public schools things like um, that i guess it's probably hard to see because i'm not um I, as in their health and how their health is um i wouldn't really it's it's difficult to say but I do know that I can say that a lot of the homeschool kids are quite aware of um, what is healthy and what's not. Um, I mean, I guess I'm quite lucky with my daughter. She goes to the, a, a private school and it's like a nature school. And I helped out there one day and I have to say, like, I was surprised and really impressed because a lot of the kids had really healthy lunches that had like really like nice homemade stuff and it was really good, you know, and I was like, wow. But um, yeah, like that's not always the case in, in other schools. But um, but yeah, so I think in terms of like how healthy the kids are, I don't think I could say, but I do, I would say that with the homeschool kids I've worked with, especially the teenagers, they seem to have a good knowledge of of what's healthy and what's not, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You say that you've got a quite a large community there with homeschoolers. Yeah, I don't know how many. Um so I live sort of out in the sticks. I'm between two main towns um, and both towns do have quite a lot of, of homeschoolers and there's quite a lot of events and different classes that are on um, for the kids to go to. So it's great. Like every day there's some diff- there's different classes that they can go to. They're different. Like some people are teachers, some are ex-teachers. Some might just be parents like myself. Like with, there's a few parents that teach them. Um, like a language like there's a woman that's Italian and she teaches Italian and she's just a parent and stuff so it's really great that we've got all those opportunities you know it's a really rich um learning thing for the homeschoolers here that it's really yeah we're lucky yeah definitely have you thought about homeschooling yourself for your well children? I did do I did do it yes yeah. so I've, I've actually homeschooled my son twice so I homeschooled him for about six months and that was about three or four years ago and then he went into school and then I homeschooled again at the start of this year and I also homeschooled my daughter and um, my daughter is quite doesn't really like it she she prefers just to be off with her friends doing her own thing so that's fine my son quite likes it um and I mean they both made friends with homeschooling and saw their friends and stuff so the social thing wasn't a big deal but I think with my daughter she just had her own little circle of friends at school that she was used to um so my son yeah he definitely liked it a lot more and um he's actually struggled with um reading and writing for a bit so it was really good to have that one-on-one time with him to help him with that um where he didn't really get so much of that at school so um but then he got to a point in term three he was sort of feeling a bit lonely and wanted because I think in the winter time things sort of die down a bit with homeschooling here you don't see as many people so he just felt ready to go back to school and that's fine I I like to give them a bit of choice as well you know so yeah but I do enjoy it it's a really nice lifestyle um but and I think that's why I like to teach homeschool kids because I like to keep my foot in the door with it you know yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a good network there when you if you do decide to go back to it. Yeah. It is it is a bit like that though, isn't it? Like I know we we homeschooled our kids for probably six months, just over the the really rough period over the last couple of years. 
Yeah. Um, and we had our off days and our on days, but in the end, I think our children are far happier going to going to a school they enjoy. They both yeah. go to two separate schools. One's at Steiner, one's at Mainstream. But yeah, that's that's interesting. My it's the same with my kids. My um, daughter's at a like private nature school and my son's at a mainstream school as well. And it's much better for that. Like, and I think the homeschool thing was good, a good little break for us. And then I read, cause before that they were both at the same school. So it was a good reflection time. And then I thought, right, I'm going to send them to different schools and separately. And, and it works a lot better for them really. Um, and I think the school it's so individual it just depends on on the child as to how what school suits them you know so um but yeah I mean homeschooling was great and I think it was really good for our relationship as well um but I did struggle with uh, the lack of time to myself that I got (laughs) 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 but I think like if See, for me, my opinion for homeschool work is if there's a lot of kids doing it. Um, And at the time when I homeschooled the kids this year, there was heaps of people doing it. And then slowly, bit by bit, they started to go back to school when, you know, mandates started lifting and stuff like that, which is fine. So I think that's sort of why um, my son decided, yeah, I want to go back. Um, But when there was a lot of kids doing it, it was it was great fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can imagine being a nurse the last uh, the last three years would have been quite a uh, a shock to you. Was it much of a shock? What was going through? It it was really. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was more heartbreaking than anything because, like, I I've always been taught as a nurse. Like, I mean, I, I'm thinking I feel like I did get good training as a nurse in England, despite not getting a lot of you know nutrition training and that kind of stuff but in in ethical ways and stuff I feel like I was trained really well with that and I was always taught like you know you never judge anyone for the decision like our job as a health professional is to give the the patient as much information they need to make an informed decision and to get and we need informed consent before we um do anything you know before we um perform a medical procedure whatever you know yeah so um and then I was you know I was always taught like if you've given that person all the information they need to make an informed decision and they choose to do something that you might not personally agree with then you don't judge them you respect them for that decision and you treat them the same as you would anyone else you know with respect and so what I've seen in the last few years is the complete opposite and to me, I just can't bear it. You know, I just couldn't. That's another reason why I just had to get out because I thought I cannot be part of, of this. You know, like it was, it, I mean, coercion. And, you know, like it's just against our code of conduct as nurses. And I do struggle with, um, you know, just I, I can't understand why there's health professionals out there that think it's okay or just turn a blind eye to it because you know like I mean there was one nurse I met who um she actually worked in the um COVID clinic jabbing people you know and I said oh so how, how do you feel as a nurse um given those vaccines when you know people are a lot of I mean some people might want it fair enough that's the choice but I said you know you know that some people are only only getting it because they're going to lose the job if they don't And her reply was, oh, well, I asked them if they want it. And if they say, no, I don't give it to them. But to me, that doesn't cut it. I mean, a lot of people say they want it because if they don't, they'll lose their job. So that's not really Mm. a good choice, a big choice, you know. So, um, yeah, I just struggle with um, the fact that, you know, some nurses can just do it. I couldn't live with that on my conscience at all. And I just think it's extremely unfair um and it's interesting that in england they haven't done that you know they've it's been people's choice you know but in here people over here people have been threatened with losing their job um if they haven't got it and it's just yeah it's 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 disgusting and it's um definitely something that i'll never forget and uh, and for that reason i'll never go back into that system because of that you know yeah, it certainly is hard to forget. It's it's very mm. hard to forgive as well. Um, yeah. You know, 
it's something I've had a really hard time with lately is just, you know, um, getting over what has happened and watching everybody, everybody move on like nothing's happened. Um, yeah, isn't it amazing, you know? And um, yeah, and just the fact that, um, and it's and just hearing that, you know, health professionals are telling people to get it done. And to, no one has the right to tell anyone what to do with their body, you know? And, and, that, and this is what frustrates me so much is that our job as a health professional is basically just giving people the information. And the problem is with that whole vaccine thing is that we don't have all the information. We don't know. We don't know the long-term effects. We don't know this stuff. Um, but yet, you know, you hear it's, you know, it's safe and effective, safe and effective and all this stuff. So, it's just that yeah, I just feel there's been a lot of lies and deceit and um, just um, judgment and oh, just the opposite of what we should be doing as a health service, you know. So, um, yeah, I just and, and so I'm, I'm no longer registered. I, I gave me registration up um, because I don't want to be associated with that anymore. And I also want freedom of speech because if I speak against it, you know, I could be in big trouble if I was still registered and yes. I just want to be free to say what I think. So the contact is now because I'm not registered anymore. So, yeah. I had a vascular surgeon at my house yesterday for lunch and he is losing about two, $2 million a year in his wow. practice because he, he refuses to go along with the program. Wow. But, yeah. It's, it's, I've taught respect for, you know, people like that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know, when I asked him why people go along with it and he just said, cause people, cause um, doctors like to own $7 million houses. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? It's um, the, in the comfort zone, you know, people, and this is another, this is funny because it comes into the life coaching stuff as well. Like um, when I, you know, as, doing life coaching and stuff I like to, I like people to get out of the comfort zone and like let's get people in an ice bath and you know get break out of that comfort zone you're in and a lot of people just can't stand the thought of it you know and it's like well hang on you actually grow as a person when you get out of that comfort zone and I think that's why so many people just gave in to this thing like so many people didn't want this vaccine and they just did it because they don't want to lose that. I mean, you know, and I, I don't judge anyone, you know, so it's hard for some people and they rely on the job and they need the money, but a lot of people as well, like the comfort and the luxury and they want just to stay in that comfort zone, you know, but if you break out of that, you might learn a lot about yourself and there might be new opportunities and stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, talk, talk to us about that because I mean, now once all this is sort of settled, what well, hasn't settled, but you know, we all need to sort of get to a point we can, where we can grow and, and heal ourselves. So for me personally, I've had, you know, a bit of a bit of a rough trot the last couple of weeks, just been a little in a bit of a funk. And I've just gone back to my basics, which is getting uncomfortable again, having cold showers, um, oh, good. you know, good. getting back into exercise where you feel really uncomfortable doing it. And it always works wonders. It really does. It gets you, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to do it. Um, and it sucks at the time, but you do grow, like you said. And you are a proponent of the Wim Hof method, which is all about being uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So like I say, I came across it maybe three years ago or something. I'd listened to a, I was listening to, uh, I love Russell Brand's podcasts. And I was listening to one of his podcasts where I interviewed Wim Hof. That was the first time I heard of Wim Hof. And oh, just everything Wim was saying, I totally resonated with. It was just so good. And he was so passionate about it all. And I thought, God, I've got to try this. So I started to learn the breath work and stuff. And that was brilliant. I just felt so good after that. And then I started with the cold showers and then getting in the ice bath. And I just felt so alive and so ready for life and stuff. And just really and at the time I was doing um, martial arts I was doing Muay Thai which is like a Thai kickboxing and um and these things were just helping me with um a lot of stress I was going through at the time you know and I felt that the Wim Hof method really helped us with me martial arts training and I just got better and better and better and I felt like I could just take on the world I was I just felt so good and like just high <laughs> all the time you know it was just brilliant and I yeah. felt like I could deal with anything you know I felt like I connected with this inner power that I had and I just felt great you know it was like a it was addiction it was addictive you know it was like a drug and um so yeah every morning I would 
um, wake up and I would just start with the, the breath work, which is like you do sort of 30 breaths. And then after the 30th exhale, you don't breathe at all. And you, because you've built up so much oxygen in your system, you've got like this reservoir of oxygen in your lungs. So you don't actually need to take a breath for ages. And it's just an amazing experience when you've, after that exhale, you don't feel like you need to breathe for ages and you just in this space where it's just feels so peaceful and good, you know, and then eventually um, you need to take a breath. So you breathe in, um, hold your breath for 10 seconds and then breathe out. So that's like one round. So I would do three rounds of that every morning when I, as soon as I wake up when I'm still in, in line in bed. And then after that, I'd feel really good and happy. And, you know, the first time I did the breath work, I was just laughing so much because it just felt like I was high or something. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and it was just really, you know, the endorphins and all that. And then so after the three rounds of the breath work, I would either have a cold shower or an ice bath. Um, and I went through a phase where I would like have an ice bath every morning for ages. You know, it was just so good. And, um, and it just, and then so after that, I would feel great and like I can just get anything done today that I need to get done and I'd also have this sense of achievement because I think god I've done more than most people have at this time in the morning you know and it would make us feel like I've really achieved something and it just starts the day off a really good way you know so um and the whole thing about it so um it's kind of like a bit like a metaphor really so you out you you're out of your comfort zone obviously and when you're in the cold water or the ice bath and so it also helps you in day-to-day -day life if you're ever in a stressful situation um it's kind of prepared you for that because sort of you're putting a bit of stress on the body when it's exposed to cold water especially ice cold water um, and you and you get your body gets used to that so then in your sort of emotional life if you get a stressful situation your body's already been exposed to stress. So you actually find it easier to deal with stress, kind of, you yeah. know? So I found that was really helpful for that and stuff, you know? And um, and yeah, and the breath work, um, just how it's supposed to help with, it makes your body more alkaline, more healthier. Um, there's so many benefits when you are, oh, like mentally and physically um if you look on the Wim Hof website it just tells you all about us just especially with autoimmune diseases as well it's supposed to really help with that um but yeah it just um it's a really good tool and I just try and do a bit every day um it's easy not to do it when things go well and then when you have stressful times you think oh, I've got to do it again but I think maintaining it and doing it every day is such a good way of doing it and you might you never know you could be preventing really bad illnesses and diseases you know like you could prevent cancer possibly like it's it's great the the so many benefits from it you know oh definitely definitely like a lot of illnesses are energetic aren't they they start like yeah. that you yeah you create what you feel in your body so it makes sense that if you're doing something good for yourself every day even when you feel good you know exactly. i think that that's one 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 um reason everybody trips up i think is they get to a point where they go oh, i feel great i don't need to do this anymore yeah yeah and it's easy to do that um but yeah but then you're going to feel extra good when <laughs> when you do it and you know and then and then it means if when a when a stressful time does come you've already been doing that every day so you deal with it a bit better you know and for anyone that struggles with anxiety or depression the Wim Hof method is so so good for that and you know it's really I've read so many interesting things about how especially the cold water and stuff helping with depression and stuff so I'd encourage anyone to give it a try <coughs> Yeah, I'd be very keen to try that out. Uh, the, the the old ice bath scares me a bit, but how was, how was your first one? Was it a bit intimidating? Oh, it was intense for sure. Um, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, because I had like, see, I think the thing is, is to gradually get there and gradually expose yourself to the cold water so I started off with having a hot shower and then at the end of the hot shower I'd turn the cold water on and have like a minute of that you know and the hardest thing about the cold shower is getting it on your back that's always pretty full-on um so that that would be hard but then and then after a while I would have a bit longer in the cold shower at the end of the hot shower and then I would just have a cold shower and no hot shower 
Um, or I would have a cold shower and then if it was really cold or winter, I might have a hot shower afterwards. So I know then it's a bit easier to deal with if you know you can have a hot shower straight after or something. Yeah. Um, and then with the ice bath, I just um, I thought, oh, and I just felt ready. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I would just slowly ease my way in. And like, you know, Wim would say, like, you know, don't fight it. Don't tense up. Just relax and eat and do the and, you know, you don't do the breath work when you're in the ice bath but you just you do beforehand but you can do just do deep breathing as you're getting into the ice bath and that helps and then it's funny because once your whole body's in you just sort of go off into your own little world you know just sewn out and it's really good for I tell you what it's good for because I'll struggle with this I'm a real overthinker and my thoughts just go crazy you know and the ice bath helps me with that because all you can think about is the moment and it brings you right to the present moment and that I think is what is so good about the ice bath for me personally um, and I'm just there in the moment not thinking about anything else just in the moment and it's just a good feeling you know yeah it's interesting isn't it because you it, those sorts of things those little traumas they take you into the present I'm like you, I, I think constantly. I'm thinking, mm. you know, I'm thinking when I'm not thinking, you know. So, yeah. And I find um, a really just high-intensity um, exercise does that for me too, just brings me right into the moment where all I can think about is how much this sucks. I can't yeah. wait till this is over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you get that sort of runner's high afterwards. I'm assuming the, the high would be this very similar from that ice bath. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it's it's um because as well the when you do the breath work and stuff it releases adrenaline in the body um and so you feel you get that feel good feeling you know and so and after the ice bath it's once you're out of it and you warm up you just feel like oh god I'm ready like not only am I just ready to start the day I'm like excited to start the day and like what's going to happen today and it just sort of inspires you to want to live more and you know it's it's um it's a really really good tool to to use and um you know i know people that have had like chronic fatigue that use ice baths and it really charges them up and it can help people with quitting smoking i know someone that has tried to quit smoking and that really helped with that and oh it's just endless the the benefits but um yeah i think you know there's a something about just getting out of our comfort zones and i mean we're just in such a um oh, conditioned lifestyle isn't we're not living how we're supposed to live really you know like when you mm. think of caveman times and how you know like we would be out of our comfort zones a lot then and you know and that would be usually like a, um common <laughs> you know and because we're just so everything's like the touch of a button and you know it's just like oh god we need to explore and get out of this comfort zone we're in and you know and just do more and live more and stuff you know yeah yeah it's a it's a big one for the whole society um and it's very easy to fall into yeah yeah so I've done a couple of little workshops on on the Wim Hof method just teaching people what I know about it and um the last one I did it's funny because it seems to be uh, mainly people who are over 60 who are really into it which I'm really surprised by because I thought it would be like younger people um, but the last one I did, it was all all the people that were over 60 and they all had an ice bath. It was the first time they all got in the ice bath and they loved it. You know, it was great. And I thought, <laughs> oh, this is just brilliant. <laughs> you know, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And how, how would one make an ice bath at home? So easy. You just fill the bath with cold water and then either like I've done a few different ways so you can either buy you know the big bags of ice cubes you can get from the servos and stuff yep um you get like a couple of bags of them and put them in and let them melt a little bit so it gets really cold in the water and then go in or um what I do if I'm if I'm doing it every day I'll just get like two big lunch boxes like big ones fill them up with water put them in the freezer in the morning um and then the next morning they're ready and I put them in the bath um, and just wait a couple of minutes till they melted a bit and then get in you know so a lot of people ask us what temperature the water is and I don't know I don't have a thermometer that goes that low but as long as it's 
got ice in and it feels cold that's enough for me you know yeah. I don't get caught up on numbers and stuff I just think well it's got ice in it's bloody cold that that'll do me yeah. <laughs> um but you know I just if if it is someone's first time trying it it's like I will say just you know be careful and um you know maybe if you've got any health issues maybe just check first with a health professional who you trust or something first because there are some safety aspects to it you've got to look out for and um, Wim talks about that on his website if anyone wants to find that out um but yeah if it is your first time doing one it's always good to have someone there with you just in case you do get into any trouble um I mean I've been fine um, but it's just having common sense really and just being sensible about it you know yeah, I guess um, a shock like that would could stress the heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you, and it's just, again, just um, gradually exposing yourself. So I just started with, like, the cold showers and getting a bit longer with that and then gradually building up to the ice bath. So I would recommend if someone wanted to try just gradually doing it and just seeing how they feel and always listen to your body as well. It's really important to to do that and if it's not feeling good or whatever just then stop you know so yeah yeah what if you're living like a climate like i do up here in queensland where this time this time of year it's pretty impossible to have a cold shower you can have like oh. a you can have like a lukewarm shower yeah, see, yeah that's hard isn't it well what i did one one summer um and it worked quite well i got like um you know those like nut milk bags you can get yep I got one of those and I just filled that with ice cubes and I tied it to the shower head and oh. then put the cold one and it came through and it was nice and cold when it came through. So that's always an idea. Um, otherwise, an ice bath. <laughs> uh, yeah, very smart. I'm going to try the ice bath. I've always wanted to do it. I've got a big cool. bath bathtub here and might even make my kids do it too. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I know I've tried to get the kids involved and they just think I'm crazy. <laughs> they yeah. have tried, they have tried it before, but it's not their thing. Um, but yeah, they just think, oh, you're crazy. But like, yeah, so if um if the shower thing, you know, if it's too warm in the shower and you just want to gradually do it, then do the ice bath, but just do it really slow. Like you might just want to stand in it first, and then you might just want to kneel in it, and you know, just like a really slow thing. Um yeah, so, but yeah, I encourage anyone to give it a go. Definitely. And and what other sort of things have you noticed the Wim Hof method is good for the breathing? Um, well, it just, um, I think it just clears, clears you. I mean, for me, I find it like, because I've meditated on and off over the years, right? And, and um, I guess... I find meditation hard because I have my thoughts and I get distracted and a lot of people do struggle with meditating. Yep. So for me, the breath work for the Wim Hof method is like a meditation for me. And it actually gets, so when I've, after I've done the breathing and I'm in that exhale, I've done that exhale and I've just stopped breathing. That to me is like a really deep meditation um, because I can't think of, I'm, my thoughts are still you know yeah. and it seems to be the only way I can get into that deep sort of meditation is when I do that breath work and it just um it feels really good I just let go of anything I'm thinking about or worrying about and just let it all go um and it's it's really good and sometimes I like to set an intention before I do the breath work as well like say if there's something on my mind or I have to make a decision about something or I want more of something in my life or something I'll start with that intention and then I'll do the breath work and then that helps us to focus on that in the meditation if I wanted to or but yeah it just it gives us a really deep sense of peace and just um feeling good you know just a really good feeling like um everything's fine <laughs> you know that positive the positivity that that people have lacked over the last couple of years <laughs> you know so yeah yeah and where where will we learn more about how to do the breathing so the Wim Hof website is probably the best way to look at it um, and he's got a lot of good YouTube videos as well the YouTube videos are probably the best way to find out because he's got demonstrations on there of how to do the the breath work and stuff properly um, and there's like other there's lots of other videos on YouTube that other people do on it but um, 
I recommend going to the to Wim's one because he's got, you know, he can teach you the proper way and he's got the safety um, advice and that kind of stuff too. Okay, so just go on the website. I, I understand he sells a course too, does he? Yeah, he does online, online course. courses. So I did a I did the 10-week fundamentals course, which is online. And it's sort of like every week he's got a different theme that he explores with the breathwork and the um, ice bath and different sort of challenges with the cold water and different types of breathing and the way to do it and sort of experimenting a bit. And he also incorporates some yoga stretches and stuff with it as well. So I did enjoy that, that 10 week fundamentals course. And there's, I think there's other little courses you can do on there. Um, and to become a Wim Hof instructor, you have to have like either a coaching or teacher certificate and you've got to go over to Poland, I think, or whatever, which is why I'm not an instructor because I haven't been able to get over there. <laughs> um, yeah. But for me, it's I just like, to because it's such a it's made such a positive difference in my life I feel like oh it's too good to not share with other people so I just do it on a basic level and tell people about it and stuff um so yeah I think his website's like wimhoff.com or something it's easier to find anyway um but yeah I, I'd recommend people go there and just look it up and explains it all on there yeah fantastic yeah. but thanks for and sharing yeah, that's there's probably some instructors. There'll be all over Australia. There's bound to be some in Brisbane. And I think there's a um, mental health hospital in Queensland. I can't remember which one it is, where they actually do the Wim Hof method as part of the treatment there. And I think he's actually visited that hospital as well. I can't remember which one it was now, but I thought that was really good. Well, that's a very, very progressive for Queensland. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great, yeah. Yeah. It's good to hear some good news coming out of the state at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so with your adult classes, you teach Wim, Wim Hof um, fundamentals and things like that. What else do you go into? Um, yeah, so the the Wim Hof workshops are um, like a separate thing. And then the other stuff I teach to adults, um, I haven't done one for a while, is um, – well, I sort of call it medical self-sufficiency. So how it came about was um, there was a, a guy in a, a community not far from me that sort of was asking if there's any nurses that want to go out and teach on, you know, if we have an accident, what do we do? Because it was at the time when, you know, the mandates were pretty strong and there was, you know, you couldn't go in the hospital without a mask or if you weren't a patient, you had to be vaccinated or whatever it was, you know. So there's a lot of people that didn't feel comfortable with that and they wanted to know how do we um, sort ourselves out if something happens, you know. Yeah. So um, I thought, oh, I'd love to teach you what I know, you know. So I went out and I think I did over, I did every fortnight, I went out to this community. There's probably about 12 people there and I would teach on different um, topics each time. And oh, actually there's a book and I oh, don't have it at hand, but it's called, um, oh, what's it called? Emergent, I think it's survival medicine. Yeah, that's it. And it's um, by Dr. Alton. There's a nurse called Amy Alton and her husband's a doctor and they're American and they've written this book called um, Survival Medicine. And there's so there's like quite a few editions out and I really recommend anybody to get it. It's a brilliant book. I mean, it is American, but there's still a lot mainly similar things, you know, to that we can use here. And um, in, in that, he's basically, and they've got a website as well. I think it's called... Um, doom and doom and bloom yeah doom and bloom is the website okay and these they sell like um kits like medical kits and stuff so they're all about um you know if there's an emergency and there's no um medical resources how do you help yourself you know and it teaches you how to suture it's got pictures and really good instructions they've got links to videos it's a brilliant resource so I kind of used that book as my guide and and with all my nursing experience. And I went out to this community and taught on different things each fortnight, you know. Um, and it, some of them were just really simple things. Like actually one time when the whole mask mandate was in for the hospitals and stuff, um, there was a lady I knew and she came to us and she says, oh, Sky, I've had this thing in my eye for like three days and I can't see it but it's driving us nuts and I don't want to go to the hospital because of all this crap going on 
but I just need this thing out my eye, you know. And you know, I mean, you can. I don't. You've probably had something in your eye before. It can be the tiniest thing, but it'll yeah. drive you nuts, you know. So I was like, oh yeah, no worries. So I had a look. Couldn't see anything in the eye, but I just all I did was got a cotton bud, flipped that eyelid inside out, and then I could see this tiny little. I don't know, it was like a little bit of wood or something in, in, a, in the inside of her eyelid. And I just took it out and problem solved. And she's like, oh, my God, that feels so good. Oh, thank God. Thank you. And she's so <laughs> grateful. And it was just such an easy thing. With, well, for me, I mean, you know, because I've come across that and I've had, I've learned how to do that. And so, but it, you don't need any particular skill to do that. You just need to know how to do it, you know. So I thought, God, I could just teach people to do that. And it saves them a trip to the hospital or anything, you know, all that carry on. So, so yeah, just little things like that, um, you know, um, bandaging techniques and wound care, like I used to do wound care nursing, um, just all those basic stuff. Um, taught a bit of CPR. I've done CPR. I'm not first aid trained, but I've done CPR myself. And just little things that will help people if they're in a situation where they might need medical help and for whatever reason, you know, it's not there or they feel that they can't access it, you know? So, and I really enjoyed doing that. I found it really um, satisfying. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like, like going back to what you said, like it's those little things that, you know, it's simple, but I think we've, we've sort of lost that ability to do simple things because we rely on experts in their field to do it for us these days. Exactly. We're such a segmented society of, and well, we're all guilty of it, like everybody is. Uh, but it's it's something that really should be learned, isn't it? Just how to look after yourself medically. It is. It's so basic. And and it's like, yeah, it's almost like they don't want us to know that because they want us to rely on them for everything. And like I say, it's great having them there for emergencies and and you know, big things like it's so, you know, I'm so grateful that we have have it there for things like that but when it's something small that you can do yourself well it's good for them because it takes pressure off them as well you know they don't want to be blocked up with um people in ad that might have something little in the eye that really if they knew how they could get it out themselves or something do you know what i mean so yeah. like it's it helps them too and they'd rather deal with big things anyway you know so um but yeah, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so as well, I, I teach like um, you know how to check your blood pressure and what is a blood pressure and what's a normal blood pressure, um, you know th- th- those kind of things. Just having those basic bits of equipment at home, um, so you can keep an eye on it yourself. And then if your blood pressure is high, okay, well what can I do to bring it down or what can I do to prevent high blood pressure? I mean, prevention is such a big thing of what I teach because that's the best thing and then the next thing is okay if you've got something well how do I reverse it or how do I improve it or improve my condition or whatever you know yeah yeah like not I know like often you hear people say should do this but you really should consult your doctor beforehand <laughs> yeah. probably probably at a legal legalese yeah but, I uh, think so I think it's it's a lot of it is to cover cover the asses you know and stuff which I can understand because you know there's there's some people that are out to sue people at the drop of a hat or whatever you know but it's really I mean where I come from where I'm coming from with all this right it's about taking responsibility for yourself and that is the one thing that used to really bug me about working in the system was because we weren't helping people we weren't supporting people to take responsibility for their own health. It was like, oh no, let's just let them do whatever they want. And then when it all goes to crap, they can come here and we can give them this drug or this, that, and whatever, you know? And for me, it's like, no, we should be empowering people to, you know, eat a good diet, have a good lifestyle, do, you know, and that there is like one side of the health system that talk about health promotion and all of this, but really, I mean, a lot of it isn't, good enough (laughs) you know like going back to the food thing and all of this you know um and I mean you know a lot of things you'll see on with um health promotion and they'll be selling them and cupcakes and whatever you know and I just think oh for god's sake (laughs) it's hypocritical I mean sometimes you go into ED departments and they've got a vending machine with coke and chocolate bars in and I just think what is this it's so it's so contradictory you know like so oh, it's got a long way to go. <laughs> Perfect example is that is, you know, get your COVID vaccine, 
get a free donut or a burger. Oh, was, oh. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, honestly, I just have to laugh because otherwise I'd be crying. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, it's really, it's just crazy, isn't it? Um, there's, it's, it's like, to me, it's like apathy. It's like uh, people just don't, there's no, not enough care for people or not enough, um, you know, love for people to, to not want to educate people on you know, just basic health and diet and all of this stuff, you know, it's like, it's, um, it's just mad. I know like it's this, these tiny little things, these tiny little changes you can make um, unless you're an inquisitive person. I mean, I am, and I've gotten myself back to health after having a health crisis in my early thirties, just through reading certain things and trying it out and seeing what actually felt good for me yeah you know it's it's not it's not hard you just need to know where to look exactly yeah and I think I think with a lot of people um sadly I think people don't some people don't care enough about themselves you know to really want to help themselves and improve their health and you know I think it does sometimes come down to a self-worth issue maybe you know um and I think as well some things are just as basic as just resting and listening to the body I remember this man who I used to look after when I was working in wound care and he had this um he'd had surgery on his shoulder and he had this wound after surgery that just wasn't healing you know and he was coming in for dressings and he was constantly working and whenever he was in getting his dressing he'd be on the on the mobile phone about work and constantly like just on the go and it took months and months and it wasn't healing and it wasn't anything that we were doing it was because he just wasn't resting he wasn't listening to his body and sometimes it's just as simple as that you know and um uh, that's a really important thing that no one really is being told you know yeah no it's it's very hard for a lot of people to stop it is yeah and yeah I think a lot of it is just having that um compassion for yourself you know a lot of people lack that um and it's sad you know and you know maybe people feel like they don't deserve to be healthy or well or you know there's lots of reasons I'm speculating but um yeah, I think self-care is a huge thing. And funny enough, nurses and doctors are the worst, <laughs> the worst for self-care and looking after themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got um, one customer that comes in to my cafe um, and she has uh, coffee with four shots of coffee <laughs> and three sugars and some caramel syrup when I'm a slut. I can tell that you have been working shifts work for a long, long time. Yeah. Not looking yeah. after yourself. Yeah, you know, and they're the worst. I mean, I used I used to be like that. I used to be, you know, put everyone else first. I'm not important, you know. I I don't need to worry about drinking water enough water. Like I can just keep going and keep working, and you know, and um, I'm not like that at all now. But I use I've learned the hard way, and so many carers and nurses are like that they sacrifice their own health for other people and it's so not right because if you want to look at the best way for you to look after people is you've got to look after yourself first you've got to be healthy and strong first and then everybody else is better off for it you know and it's yeah. um yeah I do feel it is a like a low self-worth low self-esteem thing which I have struggled with in the past it's taken me a long time to get where I am now um and yeah it's um it's a journey you know yeah definitely I like, always like the saying um you know would you treat your car like that the same way that you treat yourself well that's yeah. it yeah and it is a bit like a car thing when you you talk about the body and looking after the body you've got a you've um like like with the car you know you get your car serviced and you do all this stuff and if you don't if you're not doing that with the body if you're not checking in in the body and servicing the body and giving it breaks and giving it what it needs then it will just burn out you know yeah 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 it certainly does you know we're not invincible no no right. well thanks sky is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we head off tonight um not really i guess um the only thing i'm trying to do with the homeschool education i'm doing i really want to um get it running online um because i want to reach 
you know Australia wide with what I'm doing so I want to do like classes online and stuff um, so I guess it'd be good to know if people are interested in that and um, uh, I think maybe if they could get in touch with you guys and then maybe you can pass their details on to me and then I can get in touch with them or something um, I guess that's kind of what I want to put out there that I want to sort of build an online thing and um, so I'd love to know if people are interested in that you know yeah, I, I think they are. We've got a lot of people who homeschool in our community. Uh, and funnily enough, next month at Stand Up Australia is our education month. Right, yeah. So it'd be a great time to um, yeah, really get people interested in that sort of thing. So we'll definitely pass your information on. Um, and yeah, I'll ask you after this too, if you've got any links that you might want to post um, on the show notes of this podcast, cool. I'm happy to, happy to do that as well. Okay, thank you. No worries, Guy. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's been an awesome chat. It's been really interesting. And I'm gonna really gonna get into that Wim Hof method. I've been meaning to do that for so many years and I just some reason just have not got around for it. I reckon when I do, I'm gonna kick myself for not doing it sooner. Yeah, oh, I'm glad glad to hear you're gonna try it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I certainly will. Good. All right. Well, thanks very much and have a great night. Yeah, thanks. You too. See ya.